Mars rover Perseverance landed yesterday. A piece of news that you might have missed if you're focused in on some of the market action. So let's talk about how it's relevant to investors. If it is, Andrew Channon is joining us, the CEO at Procure AM, host and home of the ETF tracking space UFO. So Andrew, uh, a cool story, definitely a fun one for sure. A nice little uplifting uh, tale for us to hang on to this week. But does it mean anything for the stock market? Does it mean anything for investors? So you know, UFO, which is our fund, actually holds several companies that um, could have potentially benefited from this recent landing on Mars. So mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of companies, it's a long timeline, but companies like Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, as well as Maxar Technologies are all companies that were involved in this successful landing on Mars. Okay, how, so how are they involved? We're talking like parts. I mean, this isn't, the, is the Perseverance showing up on Boeing's balance sheet? Absolutely. So um, what we're seeing with, with Lockheed is that they helped uh, develop an aeroshield to help protect um, the parts for the landing on Mars. Um, also, they are part of the United Launch Alliance, a partnership between Lockheed Martin and, and Boeing, which actually launched the crafts um, into outer space. Um, so these companies are, are benefiting from this increased spending, whether it's uh, governments or companies sending things into outer space. Um, there are a lot of companies that are well positioned today. Okay, now when you look at uh, the stocks tied to this, obviously, you know Boeing, Lockheed, they've got uh, they've got big operations elsewhere. They've Boeing makes planes, Lockheed's got all kinds of stuff, rockets and stuff, and Northrop similar story. But within your guys' portfolio, you've also got kind of more kind of pure, isolated uh, space plays too. I mean, uh, is this just kind of going by their revenue that comes from NASA? How do you determine what goes in here? So one of the, the parts of the screening for the index is actually looking at revenues derived from space-related businesses and activities. So a company like Maxar is maybe a little bit more play, more pure play than some of the more aer, uh, diversified aerospace and defense names that we have in the portfolio. And Maxar is doing things like uh, satellite manufacturing and operations. And specifically for this uh, perseverance and ingenuity uh, mission, we noticed that uh, they've also helped build robotic arms, which can help with the collection of sampling of uh, Martian soil and rocks that hopefully will be able to be brought back uh, for further investigation and, and research back on Earth in the future. Huh. Now, uh, the other thing that they're trying to do is fly a, a helicopter on a different planet for the first time, which kind of makes me think about drones and think about some of the aerial stuff that uh, has uh, been kind of lingering in this industrial industrial kind of uh, you know revolution, this kind of tech-heavy story we've been hearing for a long time. Are, are people making money on drones? Can you find a good investment on drones right now? Is it uh, profitable? How is that showing up in the market? Yeah, you know, there, there are a lot of ways to play the drone industry. And if you look at how space is going to you know, plan on using drones, um, you know, when you go to into battle, and many times you send out uh, you know, reconnaissance teams. And for space where the risks are so much higher, um, you're know, sending robotics, uh, you know, drones, autonomous vehicles, things like that, that can actually go out and survey and scout out um, inhospitable regions before we actually sense human life. Um, you know, we can even have things like 3D printers on Mars helping 
shipping, print and build uh, shelters that can be inhabited by humans once we are ready to start colonizing the red planet in the future. So you know, there's a lot of you know, very high tech, high precision types of uh, technologies that are required to sustain human life um, in, in you know, outer space, whether it be on something like the International Space Station, uh, the moon, Mars and beyond. So you know, look to drone and other robotics related companies that could potentially be developing these tools required to help us expand where humans can, can live in the future. We're looking at some of the holdings in your fund right now. Uh, Laurel Space, satellite focus to business. Uh, I know that that's a big part of this, right, is the, the satellite uh, specific companies. I mean, that certainly is an industry that's been around for a while and a very important one that is uh, global in nature and I imagine has a pretty big holding and big uh, contribution to the fund. Absolutely. And if you look at what satellites are actually enabling, yes, satellites have been around for a long time. But if you look at things like um, cloud computing, uh, the Internet of Things and connected devices, blockchain and cryptocurrency, uh, 5G, all of these things are reliant in many ways on satellite-based infrastructure. So many people don't realize the important satellites play today beyond just communications, but all this uh, you know, heavy data intense industries that are being created because of technology uh, need to send this data from point A to point B and satellites in many cases are that uh, digital t uh, toll operator for the digital data superhighway in our in our minds and UFO is something that gives um, investors exposure to um, probably a lot of satellite names that they might not currently have um, exposure to in their portfolios. Okay, uh, Andrew, the other one, of course, everybody always wants to know about is space. What do we think about this company right now? I mean, I know that it's in the top ten of your holdings. Uh, it's been a focal point for a long time, and there's been rumors about uh, what launch comes when. What's your read on the stock right now as it pulls back from this huge run over the last couple months? You know, Virgin Galactic is something that a lot of people are looking at, but you know, it's a fairly new company. There's you know risk that they're not necessarily able to achieve their goals within you know, the prearranged uh, you know, time windows. They have set windows where they can actually test things out, and because it's a volatile name, it may make something like UFO interesting, where it is you know a relatively large holding of the fund, but you're not necessarily putting all your eggs in one company's basket. It's not that they don't already have competitors. Blue Origin is also trying to do things to compete in the world of space tourism. So if Virgin Galactic is successful. Um, and even if they're not, I wouldn't be shocked to see more competition coming down the pipeline. But they're very interestingly positioned with a pretty long uh, pipeline of potential customers willing to test out um, the experience that they're hopefully going to be offering possibly as early as this year. Okay. Sounds like exciting stuff. Let's follow up then. Appreciate it, Andrew. Always a fun check Thanks, in Oliver. on the UFO ETF. Thanks, Andrew Chan and CEO at Procure AM. UFO is the ticker. It's an easy one to remember.